Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Threesome FPL podcast, the only FPL podcast to mainly discuss Bisto, uh, which is what we do best. Uh, I'm here with Ant. How are you, Ant? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, all the better for seeing you two, as always. Good, Thank good. And, and oh, sorry, there was more. No, I was just going to say you two like sunshine on a cloudy day. Ah, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. I mean, not true, but sweet. Um, yeah, true. We're here also with Mike, who who previous to his current position was walking us around his work building, uh, <laughs> which is a shame people didn't get to see it because Mike was at the angle where if you you know if you hold the phone and you can see yourself you know uh, a selfie mode, uh, you know on the camera, it, the angle makes your head look like a thumb. That's how that's how Mike was looking. <laughs> looked oh, really good. Thumb head. Yeah, yeah, thumb head. Thumb head, Mike. How are you? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Pleased to pleased to be getting together. It'll be late on in the week, lads. Busy boys, mm. aren't we? We are. We just and and the game week's just finished. The game week's just finished. So oh, that yes, absolutely. Yes. You know, so in a way, we could claim we did it on purpose. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is all deliberate, of course. So uh, we just had game week twenty-two. Man United had a double. Leeds had a double. How did you get on them, Mike? Oh, sorry. I was just. Do you mind if I make my Chris sandwich last one? <laughs> we wouldn't yeah, expect what, anything less, mate. What? Uh, I mean, we have had a question. What's Mike eating today? So let's go there quickly. Uh, I've gone for a ham. I've made my own pat lunch. I don't think I've ever made a pat lunch. Uh, maybe ever. Um, anyway, I've done it. Um, and <laughs> please I've gone be for a Ham and mustard uh, sandwich. Nice with salt and vinegar crisps inside. Salt and vinegar in that. Mm. Tangy. I'd go. I'd maybe go a cheese and onion in there. If I'm honest. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Uh, well, I'm happy. I'm happy with, with what I've done. Anyway, um, did you ask about my game week? We did. Yes. That's how this normally starts, isn't it? Um, well, I had an exciting week. I triple captained. Um, triple captain wow. Bruno Fernandez. And actually, okay. upon reflection, I've, I've did the maths this morning because I took him out again. And actually, what I paid <laughs> to get. <laughs> What I paid to get him in and I paid to move him out, it really probably wasn't worth my while. Anyway, I triple captained him. Um, he got me 36 points. Um, uh, Sanchez got me eight in goal uh, at home to Bournemouth. Um, uh, Shaw got me the six. Rashford got me the 20. I mean, if you didn't have Rashford in your team this week, you, you were definitely uh, looking at a red arrow. I think that's what they call it in the trade. Um Callum Wilson got me seven because he was playing West Ham and he loves playing West Ham. Yeah, um, Mike, just 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 for listeners' purposes, if there's any way you could talk facing your phone, every oh, time yeah. you turn your head, you're quieter. Oh, really? you're not wearing your oh, headset, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and Matoma on my bench for 11. Well, I like to always have somebody Ouch. with good, strong points on my bench every week. So Matoma for 11 on my bench. So 87 was my point, having triple captain Bruno. Fair enough. And... How'd you get on? I got less than Mike, but I did only get five less than Mike, and I did not triple captain, so I'm quite happy about that. So mm. uh, I brought in Fernandez this week, joined you boys, went on the bandwagon, uh, and then it was between him or Rashford. Uh, that decision was taken out of my hands because uh, I lost the uh, quiz last week. So lovely Craig Crowth picked my captain. And he very kindly went for Rashford, which is very handy. So he scored 40 of my team's 82 points this week. Uh, which was good. As Mike just said, I think if you hadn't got him, you would uh, certainly be looking at Red Arrow. Uh, other than that, the biggest scorer in my team, other than uh, Fernandez, was Nonto. Scored last night yeah. in the first minute at Old Trafford. At last, I was just thinking about taking him out, and he comes up trumps. And a Paddy B assist as well. Look at that. Beautiful. Lovely, Beautiful. Lovely Patrick Manford. Yes, 11 points. Unfortunately for me, I didn't have any faith in the man, the legend, Seamus Coleman. Uh, sat there on yeah. my bench with eight points. I should have known that the uh, the Dyche effect would kick in straight away. Uh, eight points for him in their win at home to Arsenal. But unfortunately, on my bench, not very useful. Uh, and particularly frustrating when Saka, Martinelli, Saliba and Trippier all got less than him combined. But uh, that is the joys <laughs> of having um, strong benches, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, 82, as I say. Uh, I've gone up a couple hundred thousand places. That's good. Uh, so I'm fairly happy with that. And I think... Phil, because uh, you are my target now. I got more points than you. Yeah, I thought I'd let you have a week where you got more points than me. Um, oh, you're kind, mate. You're kind. Yeah, so I had 
uh, Ariza Balaga. And then, I mean, I deserve to have a bad week because I made a controversial change where, you know, I talked him up a lot, but I removed this guy. Did you yeah. actually? Wow. I, well, just for one game, my, my theory was he was playing Chelsea and I thought that wouldn't end nil-nil. So I thought I'll swap him out for Wambasaka. Great move. Got a double, been playing really well, getting lots of compliments from the manager. Well, concedes in the first game, completely not in the squad last night. So he got me two. And and that's fine. I accept my punishment for taking out Tim Ream. Uh <laughs> You know, Ariza Balaga got 10. He's become a bonus point. He's insane, snag, isn't he, at the moment? The moment. Yeah, he's insane pointage. He's really playing well. His last uh, his last three fixtures, he's got 10, 9 and 10. You know, so Chelsea mm. are not scoring loads, but they're not conceding goals. Uh, I had De Bruyne. kept hold of him because I thought double this week coming. Let's keep hold mm. of De Bruyne. Mm. Uh, one point. Thank you. I don't oh, nice. quite know what's going on with City. <laughs> Uh, we'll probably talk about that. Haaland again, blanking. Uh, Nketiah did nothing. Kane got me eight points. Uh, but yeah, it it was much of a muchness. Interestingly, uh, another old hero of mine got some points on my bench. Oh, wow. The only way should have been Schlupp. He got he got more points. Uh, just just Schlupp alone got more points. <laughs> not more points. So Wambasaka, Almiron, and De Bruyne got for me. But you know, Almiron. That's another one. He's another one who's completely tailed off, hasn't he? Newcastle haven't, but he has points yeah. points wise. He hasn't been in the points for a while. So ever since you I got rid. Yeah, there you go, mate. You see, everyone. You know, one one good decision I've possibly made this season was I took him out at the end of the World Cup. Um, and yeah, that has proved to be the correct decision so far. My issue with Almiron is he's got Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, this weekend. yeah. Um, so triple captain probably. It's tricky. <laughs> oh, it's, it's tricky. But how did our punts get on? Which is where we pick a player with less than two percent ownership, and if you do well, then you don't get your captain picked by a listener. How did now, they get on? Did I have Matoma? You <laughs> you tried <laughs> having Matoma. Matoma had far more than two percent ownership, so. No, no, um, so I don't think that's true. You see, no, I, it is. I, it I is. think Matoma had under 2% ownership when the pod was recorded, but that went up by the time the match day came around. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's true, Mike, because Matoma had been getting a lot of owners in, you know, in recent weeks. Uh, at the moment, he's got ownership of 11.2%. So for it to go up about 10% is what you're saying since we last recorded last week is not true. You Okay. Matoma was an invalid call. You had someone else. You, I think you had a United player. You had Veghorst, didn't you? Yeah, that was it. Veghorst. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did I have Matoma? <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Mike. Brilliant. Who did you have, Ant? I had Jack Harrison, who got uh, four points. Amazing. So, yeah, no return from him, I'm afraid, from the double game you, week. You know the chant, feed the horse and he will score? Mm. Yeah. It's feed the horse and he will <laughs> everywhere. Oh, wow. Oh, language sympathy. Oh, oh great. No. Now I've got to edit the part. Watershed. What? Oh, dear. Oh, it's a family show. Is Nine, it? Eight minutes yes, and 55 seconds. Yeah, yeah thank you. Cool. Eight minutes, 55. I'll just write that down. Oh, my Surely, sport. I mean, uh, defecate? That's fine. We're, we're, we're fine. Well, it's a rubbish. Defecate would make it a rubbish chant. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm happy with okay. that. Well, just bleep it. I mean, we don't need to cut that. No, but, well, we'll see what happens. Anyway, mm. uh, hey, you're Phil. Asking... <laughs> you know the chant, feed the horse and he will score? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's more feed the horse and he will defecate everywhere. <laughs> Lovely. Right. <laughs> so, so <catchy>. my, <laughs> my punt was this guy. You're beautiful. And I, I was very happy about that. Wow. Mike, I, thought you'd, I thought you'd frozen, but you were pausing to eat your sandwich. <laughs> I couldn't hear whatever clip you just played. So um, it was uh, nice. Well, good news. It was Patrick Bamford, who, as oh. we know, last 
last night got an assist. Mm, he did. That means you're the winner, my friend. Yeah, so that means I get to do the quiz. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. Oh, that is a shame because I've got some really interesting facts about cities. But never mind, we'll do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it dear. Sounds, it does sound exciting. Uh, mm. But as mm. it is, I will do the quiz. Here we go. It's a quiz, it's a quiz, it's a quiz, it's a quiz. The loser gets their captain picked by a listener with great instinct. Sometimes cruel and sometimes kind. A listener is always right. It's a quiz, it's a quiz, it's a quiz, it's a quiz. Hooray! Hooray. So this quiz is Who Am I? So I'm going to give you some information and you can buzz in by saying your name. Did you know that Newcastle invented LucasAid? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for next week anyway new, new, <laughs> right um just so um listeners are aware last week we did have a debate about what flavor the red bisto was uh and it was gravy gravy it is not beef flavor uh so that was exciting to win that debate who knew yeah news to who me knew. Okay, so first player then. So you'll get uh, every time I, I naturally pause, you get a guess. Is that fair? Fine. Love it. Okay. This player was born in Grantham, Lincolnshire, and raised in a small nearby village of Norwell, Nottinghamshire. That's not surely nearby, is it? Oh, it's born in Lincolnshire. Okay. Mm. Joined Nottingham Forest Academy as an eight year old. After playing junior football for Muscombe Cougars. Hmm. Okay. He studied in his GCSEs, French history, biology, and general studies at A-level and attained three Bs and a C at A-level. Patrick Bamford. Can I have a name, please? We've got a rule. Patrick Bamford. Correct. Oh my goodness! He's one nil up. He's one nil up. Of course, it was going to be Paddy B. It's just going to be people you like, right? He's a footballer with a GCSE. (laughs) The next guess is Tim Ream. There we go. It's just people you like. Third guess. Uh, uh, I better change some of these players quick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Next player does his first of three or best of five, however you want to describe it. So this player was born on the 30th of May, 1999 in Lewisham, which is part of the London area, to Ghanaian parents. Mike, Jeffrey Schlapp. <laughs> no, it's not Jeffrey Schlapp. Uh, shame. <laughs> Anthony, do you want to guess at this point? No, no guess for me at this point. Okay. He started his career with Chelsea after being scouted at the age of nine while playing for South East London Sunday team Hilly Fielders. Mike, Aaron Aaron Wan-Bissaka. No. Uh, He was released by Chelsea in 2015. I mean, so many players have been released by Chelsea. (laughs) On the 8th Um, of August 2019, this player joined Championship Club Leeds United on loan. Sorry, 8th of August 2019. I don't know if I said 15, but 2019. Joined Leeds United on loan. And Bielsa described this player as a young, important player in English football. Go on, me. Uh... On loan from who, sorry? Uh, well, we haven't got there yet. Uh, he was on oh. loan from Arsenal. Okay. Mike, Mike Eddie and Ketia. Correct. Yes. Correct. Brilliant. We never got that. Never, never knew he was at Leeds at any point. Okay, right. Very good. Next player. This player was born in Arlon, Belgian Luxembourg. Mike, Jeffrey Schlupp. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What? I mean, hang on. What's Belgian Luxembourg? I'm sorry to... What? Luxembourg, Belgium? Luxembourg is owned by a multitude of countries. Is it? 
I no, knew that I've, the... that I've got no idea. Yeah, I know that Belgium. I know that Luxembourg's capital city is Luxembourg because they've got mm. no imagination. But it's fairly incredible. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so born in Belgian Luxembourg, we'll have to get onto that another time. Uh, he practiced with youth teams of standard Liège after going to boarding school. Mike, Kevin yes. De Bruyne. No. In 2011, this player moved to Genk after mm. Standard Liège decided not to recruit him permanently. And yes, Yuri Tillemans. No. In 2017, he joined Serie A club Atalanta for six million euros. Any any guesses there? No. No. In September 2020, this player moved to the Premier League. Mm, he moved to Spurs, didn't he? <sighs> when he signed for Leicester. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, that... oh. Oh, um. Oh. This, player, this player made his national team debut on the 7th of September 2018. Mike. Yes. Timothy Castagna. Oh, I was just going to say that. This player suffered a double eye socket fracture and had to leave the tournament in the Euros. Yes, it is Timothy Castagna. Oh, come oh. on. This guy. The knowledge of this man, he's on fire. Well, boys, that's the quiz and, and a familiar, mm. familiar tale, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Just like Bournemouth. That's Nil not... or... Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. So no, you fine. will get your captain picked by a listener this week. How exciting. Bring it on. Okay. So, listen to the question. Boy, sorry. Oh, boy. You might have to edit there, Phil, and put the music because I'm going to make a very, very quick call. But I'll try okay. and get back in, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Hey, it's fine. And those on YouTube can just uh, listen to me and Ant chat. Sorry, guys. It's fine. Yeah. 17 minutes in, Mike makes a call. <laughs> Your notes from these uh, pods must be fairly incredible. Swearing be, and live phone calls. To be honest, I think we can just continue without him. I can ask yeah. you about your team, and that will save me editing that out. So mm. everyone's happy about that. And so you've got double double game week coming up again. Yep, again, yeah. It's and only a mini one, though, again, isn't it? It's a mini one. Big Arsenal, team, so. Arsenal and Manchester City, is that correct, I believe? Yeah. So, how many from each team do you plan on having in? I am going to go for six in total, three of each. I've already got three oh. Arsenal, oh. and I've got Haaland, but everyone's got Haaland. Of course, the issue with Haaland at the moment is that he's only got two points in three of his last five game weeks. Mm -hmm. So, not exactly on fire as Manchester City aren't, as you mentioned earlier. But I'll tell you one person I really want to get in, and, and not just because he's got lovely hair and because he's ex-Bournemouth, but Nathan Ake is yeah. a man in form. Uh, and a man who does not deserve to be on the losing team at the moment. He's been superb. And he's even come in for special praise from Pep, hasn't he? Um, One of the only players that Pep doesn't hate that plays for Manchester City. Yes, this is true. It seemingly he is loved. So Nathan Ake is uh, definitely one on my um, hit list. And then I don't know after that because maybe Mares, But I do feel you need the six here because it does feel like it's one of those game weeks where everybody is going to have three Arsenal or three Manchester City, aren't they? Are you planning to do that? No. Oh, okay. I, I think three Arsenal is a good idea because they double again in two weeks' time. So, mm. so they've got a double this week, then they play Aston Villa, then the next game week, game week 25, they've got a double Leicester away and Everton at home. Mm, both both very winnable. But then I think they've got a blank, haven't they, coming up soon? I think they... No. Oh, no, they don't. No, they don't blank. So, yeah. I mean, everyone's heavy on Arsenal anyway, aren't they? I think. Yeah, they're pretty heavy. I've got Ben White. Really, if you if you could have three Arsenal players, who would they be? I mean, in my mind, probably Saka and Ketia and maybe Odegaard. Yeah, Odegaard. Yeah, um, I, I think so. I mean, at the moment, I've got Saliba, who I've, I think I've had since about week three, one of my mainstays mm -hmm. in my team, um, Martinelli and Saka. But um, yeah, Odegaard. Is certainly in the points more than Martinelli. Saka, I think, is just a live wire as when you have to have. And normally they're pretty robust defensively, Arsenal. But 
I think I know that some Arsenal fans are making me laugh at the weekend by acting as if they were going to the world was going to fall apart because they lost one game. Yeah. Um, it, they just had a job done on them, didn't they, by Everton? And it was no surprise in that game that it was the ex Burnley duo who scored, and they scored from a corner. Of course they did. Yeah, um, that's what Everton will do for the rest of the season now, and they'll stay up comfortably. Does not to shoot all over the place, but that does does that make you want to get Everton defenders in? I mean, obviously you've got Seamus. I've got Seamus. Seamus Coleman. I tell you now, it feels to me like Everton will beat Liverpool um, at the weekend. Even though I think it's at Anfield, isn't it? But I, I think Everton. Are gonna, I think they will be riding so high confidence wise off the back of that Arsenal win, and Liverpool are in disarray. I mean, yeah. defensively on Saturday away to Wolves, they managed to be worse than Bournemouth, which takes some doing. Yeah, yeah, they they were so poor, and they although there's rumours that Jota might be back in training, they need and Firmino actually they need them both back. I mean, they, they need not to play Matip. I mean, the first goal had me laughing out loud. I mean, it's proper schoolboy stuff. <laughs> it's a bit like me on a Monday night. Hilarious. I mean, it just shouldn't happen, and I don't really know what's happened to him for them to have dropped quite so far. But um, remember when Salah was in everyone's teams? Yeah, like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Well, they've got yeah. they've got a tasty looking double game week coming up, Liverpool, you know, and um, mm. I wonder if people might be tempted. I've got no Liverpool assets, but um, you know, people might be tempted. I think they've got Wolves and and one other. Uh, they got Wolves, Wolves at home, and then they've got Palace away. That's in yeah. game week twenty-five. Yeah, that looks quite nice. That looks quite for, nice for me. I'm interested. You I, know I, that both Brantano footwear. And shoes oh, don't have their head offices in Leicester. Are they the same? Are they the same company? No, they're not. They're rivals, and yet they both wow. have. I suppose keep your friends close and your enemies even closer, guys. Maybe mm. that's the the mentality there. Feels like you're spoiling next week's quiz already. Oh, there's plenty more facts where they came yeah, from. Yeah, that is true. Oh, uh, great news. Mike Mike feels like he's frozen, and for those on YouTube, please do enjoy that. Oh, there he is. There he goes. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's, he's alive and kicking. He's all over the place. I'm just going to mute him until his head starts moving around at a normal speed because uh, at the moment he's just he's just blocked. He looks like he's got no neck. Oh, he's moving <laughs> again. There you go. It's like a Lego character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll unmute him now. Um, Is that a normal, connection's a normal speed? But Mike, that may so. be because so it's similar reason. Leicester and Northampton are very n- near each other. Yeah, I'm Mike's, Mike's, yeah, I mean, I'm muting him again. He's going to annoy me. <laughs> Is it, uh, Harsh. Oh, just because he keeps flashing in and out like a horror mm. film. It's strange. Um, but, Mike, if you can hear this, uh, Northampton is and has traditionally been the hub of leather and leather goods, and shoes have traditionally been made of leather, although now you get cheap ones. Um and they are very close by, so maybe uh, they're positioning themselves uh, near that that, the that nation's That sounds like level. cobblers to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's here all week. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> oh, dear. You've enjoyed that far more than uh, the listeners will. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> He's. I, I'm just going to keep muting him. Just, just going to mute him again there because he just keeps freezing. And is he freezing on your screen? No, he's all right, actually. He's quite smooth. Ah, then it's my machine. Who cares? Right. Yeah, back off. Oh, and there's a delay. Oh, there is such a delay. Del- I'll tell you what, lads. I'll leave you to it because you've had a bit of might be gold and I'll let you boys discuss the rest of the week. Okay. Um, Love to listen to <laughs> Uh, and in particular to Mrs. Cooper, a new listener we picked up over the weekend. Mrs. Cooper, eh? Mm. Yeah. You've been hanging with Mrs. Cooper? I have. <laughs> Those rumours no. are purely that. Bye-bye okay, now. Okay, cool. Goodbye. Yeah, I... yeah okay, bye. Sorry, well, about... Sorry about that, listeners. Um, so what we were saying was Everton defence, so he attempted to get Everton defence. That snowballed um, into Mike's pixelations. So, that. <laughs> I mean, this week's episode, after last week being such a strong episode, this yeah. week appears to be a complete shambles. Um, mm. But we've got time. We've got time to pick it up and improve it. Indeed, it's never shambolic or never not far away from being shambolic, I should say, should it? But, Don't you worry. know, it's not like we're over 100 episodes into this podcast now and we're, we're fully professional now. I think what's happened is that we care even less. 
<laughs> is that possible? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I think we care even less. So the product has slowly gone downhill, perhaps. Yeah, um, it's deteriorated slightly. We we can only apologise to our, our three listeners, but um, yeah. But there yep. we go. You know, as you say, with time time is on our side this week, Phil. We've got time to pick this up. We have got time to pick this up, and and us two may be the more professional of the three. You never know. Mm. Although I was enjoying seeing Mike's little head bobbing around there. But anyway, uh, there is always a shambolic <laughs> episode. It just with, kept freezing when he, he had no neck. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird for me to see. It was weird. weird. Okay. So, so, going back to your teammate, you're talking about not having um, three Arsenal and three City. So, what are you going to do? So, I don't want three City because I'm not very impressed with them. Mm. And I've got Haaland, I've got De Bruyne. Their defence has been poor. They've conceded in their last four games, uh, I believe. So the defence, you know, even like getting Edison as a one-week punt seems a bit pointless. So unless I was thinking of getting Mares, I may just leave that at two. Arsenal, however, because they've got another double, so they've got five fixtures in three game weeks, I will try everything I can to get Saka. Yeah, I've I've got him in. He's been brilliant for us for this season, hasn't he? So um, yeah, he's he's definitely one I think you need to have. But um, Man United have got a blank, and so have Newcastle in game week twenty five when Arsenal have that double. So it might due to League Cup final. So it, it might is. be worth you you know bravely shifting out some of the people who have been doing well for you recently. Yeah, that's gonna be a tricky one, isn't it? Because Trippier is obviously one that we've all got. I think the vast majority of people have got. Um, but I think, yeah, you'd be you'd be a, a fool to get rid of him based on that one blank game week. Although, having said that, if you do look for even further ahead and how much you plan, game week 26 when they come back, they are away to City uh, on the 4th of March. So there is a little tricky tricky run of games coming up for them after the little break. So if ever you're going to get him out, maybe now's the time. But he's just a mainstay, isn't he, Trippier? Can't, can't get rid of the points. Can't, can't get rid of Trippier. No, no, this is true. Bruno Fernandes, however, is he's there's a lot of money in Bruno Fernandes. Mm. And he is the player I'm thinking of maybe shifting out, although he's got good fixtures coming up, uh, to fund sort of maybe Mares or Saka. Yeah, I mean they've got leads away this weekend, which is fairly bonkers when they've only played them last night, but um yep. such is the way the fixtures work out. But yeah, with that gap, but again, Fernandez is in the points, and if you look at certainly short term, before that break, they've got leads and then they've got Leicester. So, so no, it's tricky, but they have got they've then got a, a tricky game when they come back away at Anfield. So I don't know, but Fernandez is is in peak form at the moment. He's in peak form, but at one point that form will drop off. So maybe now's the time. Will Man United's form also drop off? Do you think? Well, it could do, couldn't it? Because well, I mean, obviously that's how life works. You know, anything. <laughs> But they didn't look great last night, by all accounts. I no. mean, not that any of us in the UK could see it legally. Um, yeah, that was fairly ridiculous, wasn't it? But hey, at least we all got to enjoy Sunderland against Fulham in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, with regards to Newcastle, which we were just talking about, mm. uh, we have had a question from Craig Richards, who asks, do you think Bournemouth will score against Bruno? Um, do you think huh. Bournemouth will improve, considering the January signings? So... Mike's not oh, here Bournemouth. to be impartial, so you know, let it all out. Well, I think I don't think you'll find it to me. Certainly, if you go off social media, which is which is never the best place to look for uh, for certain things, is it? But if you look at social media, I don't think we've had this uh, kind of not hatred. That's probably a strong word, but people wanting a manager out as much as we've got at the moment, probably uh, since probably Paul Groves. Would that be fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, going, going back a few years. Um, or Jimmy Quinn, of course, um, when oh, we were bottom yes. of the league too, just before Eddie came in. And of course, we know what happened when, when he came in. But yeah, I do, I do, part of me feel sorry for Gary O'Neill because, um, you know, it wasn't his fault he was given the job. That was the owner's decision. And obviously, we have had injuries to key players, such as Tavernier, who has been brilliant since he signed for Middlesbrough. And of course, Dominic Solanke. I think all Bournemouth fans said, didn't we, that if Solanke gets injured, we are in a world of trouble. And that has proven to be the case, unfortunately. But. When your team is so poor that you basically having to celebrate getting a shot on target, 
um, I think that is a that is an indicator of how much we have fallen. Um, and the fact that I wasn't actually, even at 85 minutes, uh, nil on Saturday, I thought we'll probably still go and lose this. And we found a way to lose it. Uh, and unfortunately, it does appear to be after Neil decided to go to five at the back and just basically try and sit on the six-yard line and try and defend it. So I fear for him this weekend, if we lose to Newcastle, which I think we will, that he'll be gone. And I could only hope, think and hope, that the owners haven't sacked him yet because they're trying to have somebody lined up ready to go. Um, rather than relying on a caretaker. Um, and also the fact that, of course, officially, he wasn't given the job full-time and, uh, until during the World Cup. So technically, he's only actually had about nine, ten games in full charge. Um, but we're dreadful, aren't we, Phil? There's just no real ray of of light, really, is there, at the moment? Well, the ray of light is the championship, and we're being called home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. You know, so in that respect, <clears throat> there is a slight ray of light. I think the owners have got an issue because if they try and sack him now and then maybe appoint a new manager within the next couple of weeks, say Mm. the new manager has then got a run of fixtures of Man City at home, Arsenal away and Liverpool at home. Mm. It's not the best, is it really? So a new manager needs to gather momentum. So are they best using Gary O'Neill as cannon fodder during these fixtures? And then, get rid of him after, say, the Liverpool game. But I I actually think he's a lovely guy. I, mm. And I think he is hamstrung by the squad he has got there. Not A, not being good enough, and B, being injured. It's weird, though, isn't it? Because at the start of the season, obviously, we lost 9-0 to Liverpool. Scott Parker was much derided, and he came out and said those things that he really shouldn't have said, and that's probably what got him the sack. And then, of course, off the back of that, Gary Neal comes in, does a really good job. We win four games. And everyone's like, oh, there you go. Scott Parker was talking rubbish. This squad is good enough to stay up because we were mid-table at that point. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, it seems that we can only beat Everton. Um, <clears throat> and since we come back from the World Cup, we've got one point and one goal. And we just, yeah, I don't, I just can't see. Even, even if we start to pick up a few results... And I think, by the way, just to say these January signings, I think are good. Atara, Troy looked really good for 60 minutes on Saturday. Um, this Ukrainian centre-back, whose name escapes me, apparently, you know, 20 years old, and he's got 24 caps or something ridiculous for his country. Zablisi? Uh, that's the one. Uh, I think he's going to be a brilliant signing. And I think potentially some of these may actually stay if we do go down to the Championship. My worry is with this season is, OK, if we do start getting points, are there three worse teams than us in this league? I don't think there are. Southampton, potentially. Other than that, you would expect Wolves to get out of it. You would expect Everton now to stay up. Now they've got Dyche. I mean, who else realistically leads if they've sat Jesse Marsh and got a good point last night? So so if we stay up, who would be the other two to go down? And I don't think you could name another two teams. Yeah, Southampton is one of them. But uh, it isn't Sablisi. Um, I don't know where that came from. It's Sabani. Sabani. Um, Sounds similar. Yeah, yeah. Ilias Sabani. On, on that then, you saw Bournemouth play and, mm. and you said that they looked all right. Atara looked good. He looks lively, yeah. I mean, Semenya, of course, as well from Bristol City was lively. Yeah. Had a, he had a good chance to knee in the second half when he kind of went through one-on-one and really either had to shoot earlier or square it to Atara, who could have had a free shot of goal. So I think there might be goals in us at last, but um, I'm just not convinced we've got enough. Okay, Atara's five million on, on the game. Hmm. A nice little uh, enabler for you. Semenyo, yeah. also five million on the game. Well, both both will start on Saturday without any shadow of a doubt. And, um, of course, Atara's one home game. He got an assist in the first half for our one goal that we scored since the World Cup. So, um, yeah, he would certainly be an option. But as you say, our, our worry is after Wolves next week, that is a horrible little run of games, City, Liverpool and Arsenal. So you wouldn't potentially have him in for long. Or if he did, he would certainly be sat on your bench, I would suggest. And and with Bournemouth are not... Sorry, it's a bit Bournemouth heavy podcast. Bournemouth are not the sort of battling team that like Burnley were, where they might actually mm. scrape a result against one of these big teams. We just get battered. <laughs> like there's no, there's no <laughs> two ways about it. No, it's true. Bar a very, very rare result, we just get battered against the big clubs. We're just whipping boys. I don't think our players believe that we're good enough. No, um, and so they just roll over, and and you know, not not through their fault, you know some of the players are still players that we've had in league one mm-hmm. um but, you know but who, who knows what's going to happen with Bournemouth I tell you another club who interests me 
uh, on a fantasy football perspective is Aston Villa. Mm. Although they did I, lose last weekend to Leicester, didn't they? That was a brilliant game of football, by the way. But yeah, they've I've had a really good run, haven't they, under uh, old Unai? But they're scoring goals. That's yeah. that's the element of Aston Villa that I like. I was with uh, our mate Rob last night, and he was saying the issue is good that that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the issue is that Unai, uh, private joke, um, uh, Unai Emery is trying to play out from the back and they're, you know, adapting to that. Ollie Watkins looks like a a man reborn. 7.1 yeah. million on the game. Mm. If low got, ownership as well, hasn't he? 2.6% at the moment. Really low ownership. Uh, so he's he's a real good option at the moment. Bailey obviously is cheaper if you need in the neighbour midfield four point five million, but but I think Ollie Watkins is is a real differential if you've got like Mitrovic who's not doing much at the moment. Mm. You know, he's, Mitrovic is quietly, um, you know, his last six games zero five zero zero two two. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one that I think I need to start shipping out now. But I mean, other I mean, the trouble with Villa certainly very short term, i.e., the next two game weeks, Manchester City and Arsenal. But from game week twenty five, we've got Everton away, Palace home, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home. So nice little run for him, and he's actually Villa's highest scoring player this season so far with seventy nine points. So he's definitely an option, and I think yeah, uh, eighteen of those points have come in the last two game weeks. So he's certainly in form. What about Wolves? What about them indeed? They've got a decent manager, I would suggest. And as I said to you, I don't think, think they're going to go down. And they're in the goals again, aren't they? So, yeah. But looking at their their um, their team, obviously, Saar, they were fairly solid defensively. So he's still top. But Neves has always been one that has tempted me. He does remind me of you. I think you're very similar. It's like oh, you were separated you. at birth. Thank you. That mm. means a lot. It's a shame I got my hair cut. Yeah, it is, because otherwise you you would be the same person. But yeah, again, really good little run of fixtures for Wolves coming up. Saints away, Bournemouth home, Fulham away, Liverpool away, which I don't think is anything to fear these days, or certainly at the moment, and then Spurs and Newcastle. So just 1.5% ownership for him. Um, and certainly this weekend, I'm really interested to see this because, um, I mean, we think it's pretty toxic at Bournemouth at the moment, but I would argue it's even more toxic at St Mary's towards uh, Nathan yeah. Jones. So that is definitely one to uh, to keep an eye on. Neves, um, spoiler alert, is going to be my pump this week. Excellent. Max mm. Max Kilman has played every yeah. minute every minute of every game for Wolves this season. He's 4.3 million defender on the game. His last three games, he got nine points against West Ham. They got zero. He got zero points back against Man City because they lost three 0 mm. and he got eleven points against Liverpool. So even with that zero in there, you know it's, it's a good average score for the, for three weeks. So he is good if you're stuck with Wan Bissaka like me. Yeah, get get him out. I mean, just looking at Wolves' fixtures right through until the end of the season, actually only three of their remaining fixtures, according to the game, in terms of the fixture difficulty rating, are higher than three. So basically what they're saying is only they've only got three hard games. So which yeah. are Liverpool, Manchester United and Arsenal. Apparently all the rest are winnable. So maybe we should all be looking at Wolves assets. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um Mike has apologized. He sent me a message saying uh he came, he swore, he disappeared. Uh, <laughs> so, uh yeah. Uh, he he also thinks it's very important. He still made us laugh. That we point out that Charles Dickens used to be a policeman in Liverpool. <laughs> so he really should stop spoiling this quiz for next week. Uh I love the fact that he's put more effort into these um stats or, or information on cities than he probably has for most weeks in terms of prep for the pod. But there we go. Do you remember that week he did prep? Yeah, we were we were shocked, weren't we? Whew, crazy days. What crazy a week that days. was, by the way. What a week. Yeah, yeah. Anthony. Yes. Do you want to do a quick fixture preview? It's a short pod this week um, because I've got stuff to do. You've got stuff to do. And Mike has no signal. So, um, yeah. Do you want to do the fixtures? Yes. Let's. I'll, I'll run through Saturday. So it is the mini double game week this week with Arsenal Man City. So the lunchtime game on BT is West Ham against Chelsea. I mean, we'll just quickly cover this. But Chelsea, as you mentioned earlier on the pod, uh, because of anyone to draw with Fulham, 650 million 
or something their squad was worth in that game and they were abysmal. Just to give you an idea of how much that is, that is more than I earn per annum. Which is, and we know that that's, yeah, that's a fair whack, mate. So that's that's how much Chelsea are worth. Yeah, yeah. it just shows that money, you know, it's going to take time for that team to bed in, probably similar to what Nottingham Forest did with their 30 new players this season. But I would, I think West Ham are going to win that game. Do you? Because West Ham haven't been great. No, but they played well. There's not many teams, I tell you now, who've scored against Newcastle this season or get any, got any change out of them. And they did, West Ham. They were well worth their point last weekend. So that's my little my little shout for this weekend. A little cheeky coupon record, potentially. But yeah, West Ham to beat Chelsea. You heard it here first. Um, and then we go to three o'clock, which are Arsenal against Brentford. Palace-Brighton in that weird derby game. Um, Fulham-Nottingham Forest. Leicester Spurs. And then a big one at the bottom of the league. Southampton Wolves. What are your standout games from those, mate? I think Leicester Spurs will be good if you've got Harry Kane. He loves scoring, mm. scoring against Leicester. I think the game of the day may well be Arsenal-Brentford. Yes. Because just because of that result Brentford got when they came up to the Premier League, there is a rivalry that Arteta, he likes to push it and remind the players about that fixture. I think that'll be an open, exciting game. It's a shame it's not on TV. Saying that, I won't be watching any of these games because uh, I'm off on a romantic weekend away with my wife. Ooh, is this pre-Valentine's or it's it's more than that, isn't it? Celebrating 20 years together. Well and done, Holly. You deserve a medal. Yeah, 20 years. So, um, yeah, we got together murder. Got together when we were 16. So, the even the celebration is delayed due to not being <laughs> able to not being able to get a, an overnight babysitter for so long. Uh, but we have one. Uh, so yeah, so uh, we're going to the glamorous area of uh, Southampton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as you told me many a time, they do very good cheap bowling. <laughs> so there is a very cheap bowling alley in Southampton. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, honestly, you if you oh, live in the Philip, are you there? Oh, I'm oh, here. No. I'm here. I don't is know he why I'm saying this. I can hear you, Ant. I can oh. hear you. Oh, was, that me or was that you? You just froze on my screen for about five seconds. There we go. Oh, oh, there this we is go. carnage today. Carnage. Yeah, today. there we go. You were just so, telling us about the the, the sun and the, the sights of uh, Southampton. Yeah. So if you live in the New Forest uh, region uh, near Ringwood, or even if you live in Bournemouth, don't go to Hollywood Bowl at Tower Park. I mean, this this is this sort of reference section of the podcast is is limited in its helpfulness to most listeners, especially mm. those in Singapore. But if you live in this area, don't go to Hollywood Bowl at Tower Park just because it's at Tower Park. Ten pin in Southampton is half the price of Hollywood Bowl. In fact, it's it's even cheaper than half the price of Hollywood Bowl. So uh, there's a little tip for you. If you live in this area, thank me later. But I um, don't know if we're going to go bowling on our romantic weekend away. I presume... Your romantic weekend will also have um, meatballs at IKEA. <laughs> well, well, I've pushed for an eight-hour stint in IKEA as our romantic <laughs> day trip, uh, and I have been told firmly that is not happening because oh, last that's a shame. Last time my wife ate in IKEA, she got food poisoning. Oh, from a Moroccan chicken. Oh, okay. uh, which I, IKEA did send us a voucher as an apology. But uh, yeah, because there were quite a few people got sick apparently. So oh great, yeah, okay, un- good. Undercooked chicken in IKEA has put my wife off, which is a pain because I really like IKEA. Sort of understandable, though. Yeah, I haven't got haven't got strong words to say about their kitchen measuring team that they send out to your house. But apart from that, they've they've <laughs> always been decent to me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Well, let's go back to the fixture. So we end. And uh, if, just, just really quickly. If anyone's got any restaurant yep. suggestions in and around the Southampton region, I, I own an automobile, so we can travel outside of Southampton to uh, a nice restaurant. Nothing, nothing too fancy, because that irritates me. And I don't know. Say, say a quail. You know, I could have roast quail or something at a fancy restaurant. I don't know if your roast quail is good or bad because I would never normally eat it. Mm. And also there is a cost of living crisis. Let's not forget. Yeah. And I'm very much part of that. Like I say, I don't earn as much as Chelsea football club spend. So, yeah. 
So, Saturday night then, Eddie Howe, the Messiah, back at Dean Court to end Saturday's fixtures. Half-Life, it's live on the telly box, but um, as we know, Phil's will be having a romantic date around that time, so I presume you won't be having to watch. Um, but my prediction for this will be that this will be the end of poor old Gary O'Neill, um, and he will be sacked on Saturday night after Newcastle win. Is Eddie Howe going to get bigger cheers than Gary O'Neill? And I, I, yeah, I do by a mile. Yeah. He will. Yeah, he's going to get greeted like the Messiah. I know. mean, I mean, he did unbelievable for us, but I'd argue the job he's done in turning Newcastle around from looking like relegation certainties last season to being in the Champions League places this season is, I mean, equally as good, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they've he's... not absolutely thrown money money at it like Chelsea have. Yes, they've signed some players, of course they have, but he's turned their existing players, the likes of Amaron and Joel Linton, into well beers. It's incredible. Uh, it's rare that we ever do anything good or correct, but if you want to listen back, uh, we did a podcast when Eddie first got the job at Newcastle about that. It was a special all on Eddie and what mm. we thought he could do at Newcastle, and we actually nailed that because that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, I think I said mid table, so I've actually under undercooked it. But yeah, I mean, I don't think even we quite foresaw what he was going to do so quickly. But we no. shouldn't be surprised. That's the Eddie effect. So uh, he'll be the England manager one day for sure. Yeah. Well, he certainly I should be. Anyway, moving on. Sunday, uh, Leeds and Arsenal. Uh, Leeds and Arsenal. Leeds and Manchester United play each other again. Two o'clock kicker for their Man City Villa. Um, what are you thinking here? Do I stick with Nonto for this Leeds game, do you think, Phil? Or was that oh, a flash in the pan last night? No, because it's not flash in the pan because he's been doing well in the cup games he's been playing. Mm. And he's got uh, something satisfying about his name. Mm. He sounds like a um, uh, a meal, doesn't he? He sounds, you know, risotto. He's, very, he's a proper old school winger, isn't he? Um, yeah. Short, low centre of gravity, and he uh, normally has defenders on toast. Um, like, like a good Ryan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, like a good Ryan Fraser. That's definitely a good way of looking at less, it. Less, less weaselly. Less weasel, and still, it's working out really well for Ryan Fraser at Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, City in the second game have to beat Villa <clears throat> after they um, the door opened up for them, didn't it, last weekend with Arsenal actually losing, and then they rather stupidly, weren't capable of taking advantage of it. True. Um, so, yeah, they have to win that. Uh, Liverpool-Everton, Merseyside derby. What, again, this is going to be uh, Everton on a high, Liverpool in disarray. Uh, what do we think here? At some point, Pickford will turn around and punch the ball into his own net, <laughs> as, is, as is tradition in Merseyside derbies. Yeah, this is true. But Liverpool, I think, sit 10th, is that right, in the Premier League yep. table, as it stands? It just, I mean, unbelievable how far they've fallen this season. Um, and yeah, you know, 11 points of Newcastle in fourth. It's, yeah, you wouldn't have got good money on that before the start of the season, would you? Quite incredible. I know they've had injuries and know they've got their issues, but they used to build on that solid defence, didn't they, with Trent on one side, Robertson on the other. But I mean, they could have conceded a, a double figures at Wolves at the weekend. Yeah. Absolute yeah, uh, shambles. Strong avoid for me. Strong avoid. Yes, agreed. And then, Arguably the game of the season so far. It's on Prime as well. Look at that. Lovely stuff. Wednesday night, the 15th of February, half seven kickoff. Arsenal at home to Manchester City. City, you would say, have to win this game now. Um, currently sit five points behind Arsenal and have played a game more. Um, I just hope it's a good game, really. It would be exciting to have six players in a game and watch it. Yes, this is true. And if I had six players, I wouldn't want defensive players. Hmm. Yeah, this is then, trouble. Then you just want goals, and then it's a nil-nil. Yeah, but at least if it was a nil-nil, you'd have that to fall back on. So there's two ways of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, good fixtures. Uh, Question so... is though, is is it going to be as good as Wrexham against Sheffield United? I very much doubt it. Oh, they were feisty affairs, weren't they? Two brilliant games of football, and um, yeah, it just shows it's not all about the Premier League. Um, there, there is football outside of the top division. Yes, there is. Mullen uh, is far oh. too good. Far too good for that league. Well, he don't forget, he's got 30-odd goals in League One. And then, obviously, with the project they've got at Wrexham under their, their big owners, of course, he dropped down two divisions. And, yeah, he should not be in even in League Two or League One. He, he could easily play in the Championship, from what I can tell. I am more than happy that Wrexham went out, though, because there's only so many puns I can 
cope with from commentators about oh. uh, you know hollywood moments and it's boring this. yeah yeah frustrating uh so anthony mm. um it's punt time we pick a it player less than two percent ownership uh i'm thinking i might go for jack Grealish. i'm going to be controversial here he's not Please. here he's not here so do we pick mike's punt for him do we yes. force a punt upon him yeah, I I believe he said before because it was a bit pixelated. And I couldn't quite, you know, it kept juddering in and out. Did he say Harry Maguire or did I? I think he him? did. It sounded like Maguire to me. It sounded like Maguire. It might be Maguire. It might have been Chukwumeka from uh, from Chelsea. I mean, if he's interested, Ronaldo has only got two percent ownership. You know, okay, you know, they, they they've got they've got a wet lead. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we should do that for him then. Ronaldo, yeah. yeah. Ronaldo. Mike's gone. Ronaldo. I've gone for someone who I previously said and now can't remember. Grealish, I think. Who are you going yep. for, Amp? I'm going for Neves, as we covered earlier. Um, Wolves away to Southampton. And just in case any questions are asked, Jack Grealish currently has 1.6% ownership. Yes, and you can't imagine that going up too much before the end of the week. Good. I like it. Okay, mate. Well, thank you very much. It's been a weird one. It has been strange, but you wouldn't expect anything else with this pod. No, and if you... Um, it's a shame, really, we should put the warning at the start. This isn't a very good pod, so if you don't want to listen to it this week and just come back next week, that's absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> but if you've got this far, A, congratulations. Yeah. Um, B, you, you win. Uh, okay, have a good week and we will be back next week, hopefully, with something of higher quality. Goodbye. Goodbye now.